Hey, welcome on this episode of the Endpoint Zone. You're going to see that we are doing things a little bit differently. It is the very first work from home episode. Brad, what have we got coming up? We're going to talk about the things you need to be doing right now to prepare for Patch Tuesday in April. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the security attacks and how we're seeing attackers take advantage of COVID-19. And we're just going to kind of share with you the common questions that Simon and I are getting from around the world and what people are asking us to help them do right now. Yeah, it's a super great episode. You're going to learn a lot about how you're going to be able to make your organization better respond to COVID-19. And you'll see both of our houses. And welcome to this episode of The Endpoint Zone with Brad Anderson. As you can see, myself and Brad are bringing the show to you today directly from our homes. Brad, it's great to have you back on the show again. How are you finding hey, this work from home? Uh, we're give, social distancing, we're giving the example here, right? We are exactly. in the same space even if we wanted to be this way. You know, I think one of the most interesting things about many of us working from home is how much of people's like like personal life you get a chance to see, mm-hmm. and so that's been that's been a really fun thing about it. You get to see how you know what people's office looks like, and it's just been a lot of fun. Now, having said that, um, man, have I learned a lot about what it means to work from home and what it means to work and not be with people all the time. So we definitely want to touch base on that. You yeah. know, but more than anything, Simon, I think we want to talk about um, getting ready for Patch Tuesday and some of the most common questions that you and I are getting right now from across the world. Yeah, you're right. I mean, when we when we have these conversations, as we have been just solidly with our customers for the past, uh, well, three, four weeks now, um, so many of their their questions have actually focused very squarely on how do I get my employees working really effectively from their home offices like us. Now, my team's kind of interesting because my team's spread all over the world. Most of my team actually works from home. We've kind of felt like we were doing a good job of this, um, and I think a lot of your, a lot of your team really has felt like we've been doing a good, a good job of this, um, working from home ourselves. But it is just so different when everybody. It's it's a it's a different experience when you don't have any meetings occurring physically when everybody is not in the office. Um, how have you been finding that? How have your how's your work style changed? Yeah, it's funny. I find myself being a lot more tired at the end of the day than I am when I'm in the office. And so there's been a couple of things, you know, for me. One, um, you know, just with back-to-back video meetings all day long, you know, you you don't get those natural moments to kind of stand up, walk down the hall, see people. And I miss that. I miss that a lot. So, you know, there are some of the teams at Microsoft that are now scheduling meetings either 45 minutes or 50 minutes just to give people that five or 10 minutes to uh, to just get a break. To, I, I, you know, it, I've got to go outside. So a lot of my one-on-ones that I'm having right now, I actually go out and I've got teams on my phone and, we, and I have a walking one-on-one because you just need to get outside and see some sunlight, feel the wind. Um, you know, things like for me, uh, making sure as I'm talking with people, first of all, just checking in and see how people are doing. There's so much anxiety. There's so much um, disconcern. Uh, and then, you know, as you can imagine, so much of Microsoft is working these incredibly long hours as we're ensuring that we keep all of the services up and running, especially as we as we make, making sure that we need, meet the needs of all the 
you know, the, the, the crisis workers, the, you know, the people who are on the front lines, the first responders, the healthcare, you know, there's been a lot talked about in the, in the news about the incredible growth of, of all the services, you know, and it's even more than just the, the number of users. It's the intensity that all the services are being used. And so we've just made sure that we, we guarantee those SLAs are up and we're trying our best to make sure the world can continue to work uh, as we see these exponential growths in our services. How about yeah. you, Simon? What have you seen? I've, I've been feeling exactly the, the same kind of things. I mean, we're in, a, we're in a part of the world where our schools have now been closed for, what, two and a half, almost three weeks. Um, that has meant that for myself and my wife, we both work for Microsoft, we're both working from home and we've taken on a second job of being uh, a full, between this full-time homeschooler to our kids. And that's a, a new thing that so many of us are actually having to deal with. You you have to try and do your, your full day of work, not because, and you know this more than anyone, yourself, the rest of our, our leaders are not kind of pressuring us to make sure that we are doing everything we used to do. But internally, it's really hard to unwind and actually start thinking that things are going to be different. It's it's taken a couple of weeks for me personally and for my wife for us to change the way that we've set our days up so that we maybe get to the gym in the morning, which is just over my right shoulder. Um, start <laughs> off first thing in there. Yeah, <laughs> got to have a home. Yeah, at this point in time, got to have a home gym, got to repurpose a room. Um, you've got to start off a little bit earlier. You've got to work a little bit later. But then during the day, have to go and do like second grade math <laughs> and it's it's just different and working those things together is is um is a challenge and i think kind of getting into a new normal situation now with that um but loads of my team are facing the same kind of thing loads of our customers are facing exactly the same thing and i even jumped onto a conference call with um with one of our partners from google a couple of days ago and this was kind of fascinating we'd never met before we spent the first 10 minutes talking about the current situation and just normalizing and being human and coaching each other through it. And I think everybody's doing that. There's a, there's a lot of joint coaching for us all to, to get through these situations. Um, it's fascinating. And that's great. You, know, you, you see humanity coming through. You know, for us, one of the challenges, there's nine of us here at the house, you know, we just happen to have our oldest daughter, her husband, and their two kids with us. You know, they're kind of in between houses and then two kids that are home from college and our youngest. Uh, and so there's just a lot going on. Um, now, gratefully, that it just there's a lot of high quality family time, which I, I'm super grateful for. I don't know that I'll ever have this kind of time again with, you know, three of our children, actually four of our children, two of the grandchildren. And it's just I'm treasuring every single moment. I tell you, there's nothing better in the morning. 7, 7, 30, when the two grandkids come out of their bedrooms and they're just like, they're introducing, you know, we're in the house and it's just joy. And so, you know, there, there is some, there is some goodness that's coming out of it, but boy, it's just challenging times for people around the world. Yeah, it really is. And it's good that you mentioned that, that goodness. I'm feeling the same thing. It's really nice to actually have family around all the time and for them to be, um, to be accessible, to be able to have those conversations whenever we want to. Um, it's a wonderful thing. Let's talk a little bit about the, um, the common questions that you and I are getting right now. Yeah. And, you know, let, let me start with the, the biggest question that I'm getting right now. And this is actually, I think, the most important thing for people to take away from this session. You've got to get ready for Patch Tuesday. We're sitting about, what, 11 days away for 10 days away from Patch Tuesday. 
the number one question that I have as I or that I get as I talk with CIOs, and it's two or three CIOs a day right now. Many organizations are struggling because their VPN infrastructure was never built to have everybody working from home. And so many organizations still have the model where all the traffic comes from the devices through the VPN. So back into the company, then it boomerangs after the after the internet, then the responses come back to the company. And, and so you get this boomerang effect. You know, when you're using cloud services, the model is the devices should be talking directly to the cloud service and you don't want to go through the boomerang. And so, you know, the number one, one thing that I that I that I'm suggesting and what I'm really recommending and I'm answering questions from customers right now is set up your your VPNs to to do what is called split tunneling and then take for example your config manager servers get those set up with what we call the cloud management gateway we're going to talk about here in a minute but by doing that you can take for example all of the load of your Windows management so that's you know OS upgrades OS deployment patching software distribution and all that can now be delivered directly from Azure. With directly down to the device without having to come through the uh, through the VPN, it just takes a massive VPN. Likewise, if you are an Office 365 customer, there's no reason why your traffic should be going from the device to the company through a VPN, then out to the O365 service. It should be going directly from the device out to the service. Now, some organizations may come back and say, "Well, what about the security?" Well, that's exactly why we built conditional access. Conditional access gives us that ability to ensure in that model where devices are, are talking directly to the Office 365 services, or for that matter, any cloud service that you're managing. And 365, we can ensure that only trusted users using trusted devices are getting access. So, the biggest thing that I would encourage people listening to this is get ready for Patch Tuesday. Uh, go set up what is called the Cloud Management Gateway and Config Manager. Configure your VPNs to do split tunneling, and then that'll take all that that load off. Now, the one thing that I would also say here: this is not a time, you know, to try to go and completely transform what you're doing. You know, it's not a time to go experimenting. It's time to go use proven, tested, you know, things that are already running at scale around the globe, and that's what the cloud management gateway is from Config Manager. It's super easy to set up. You know, it's BYOA, bring your own Azure license, or BYAL, as I would bring your own Azure license. Hmm. And once you have that uh, that Azure subscription, you go into the uh, into the Config Manager console. You p- simply just put that subscription license in there, that subscription number, and we go set everything else up for you. And yeah. so you know, we go up and we create the the servers up in Azure. There's the security between the, the you know the SCCM server, the cloud management gateway that's up in Azure. The security back to your on-prem is rock solid. We're going to publish a blog on that next week. Um, and then all your devices are now communicating to that cloud management gateway, and all of that Windows management traffic is off of your VPN. Yeah, and there's some there's some real kind of cleverness in the way that we've delivered the cloud management gateway solution. There's different methods to be able to use for authentication. You can use um, certificates. You can use uh, tokens that are issued directly from Azure Active Directory. It makes a very, very easy deployment model, puts it in place very simply. You can choose which Azure regions you want to go and deploy your cloud management gateway in, but also that means that you one of the one of the very very cool things about cloud management gateways is you don't have to deploy into the same Azure region where your organization is physically located. It doesn't need to be in the same spot, so you can go um, to anywhere you want to inside of Azure. And then, in addition to that, it's really low cost. I mean, I think you've got some some numbers on um, on how much it actually is costing for um, say a hundred thousand seat company to be able to use cloud management gateway. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you that the. the the patches that are coming out in April um, is one of the larger sets of patches that we've released on Patch Tuesday. 
And I had one of the program managers go and do the math for me real quick. I want to understand, you know, what is going to be the egress cost and networking costs of doing it. Um, it's going to be less than 10 cents per PC in order to offload that off onto the uh, off onto Azure. And it's interesting, one of our MVPs actually published a data point the other day where they said they've set up cloud management gateways. And, and for now, all of their devices go through the cloud management gateway. They don't have to go through the firewall for all their traffic. And he said it was it's less money per month than a postage stamp cost cost per device. So super cost effective. It's predictable. It's secure. You free up all that bandwidth on your VPN. So the day-to-day work is faster. It's, it's just a win for everybody. So the other thing as well is it's not just about the technology cost, the 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 kind of the cost of like buying your Azure credits and using them. It's actually about your process costs for your people. And this is the really, really key thing. Actually, once you've implemented Cloud Management Gateway, it's actually not a huge change to your people and process inside right. the organization. Approving your patches, it's the same thing you were doing before. Being able to deploy your software, same thing you were doing before. Getting those PCs enrolled, running the management software, exactly the same as before. Anybody else, if you're going to try and use any other solution for this, you're going to have to make some kind of change to the way you're using IT. And that, frankly, is not what operations in IT needs right now. They're just trying to keep stuff up and running. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's really fascinating stuff that we're going through right now and seeing Simon. You know, the other conversation that I'm ha- having a lot right now is, is customers are calling, you know, CIOs are saying, listen, everybody working home and this being extended, we need to provision either additional devices or new devices for our employees, or we want to provision them VDI. And we don't want to stand up the infrastructure. We want to do it up in the cloud. So those are really two common questions. Now, to just give you a couple of examples, you know, you and I are working with one organization that's trying to deploy 100,000 new laptops right now. And the fascinating thing is, you know, the, the, the limiting factor right now is actually supply. And so, you know, what they're having is these PCs come in every day. They're not waiting for them to be shipped in bulk, but they come in every day and then they're shipping them right out to the to the to the users. And there really are two ways that that, that you, if you move and kind of mo- do this in an entirely modern modern way, you know, you would basically set up Config Manager and Intune to be working together in co-managed state. And then you could use a set of capabilities called Autopilot. With Autopilot, you can just literally ship the PC right to the employee. They open it up, they log in, and then we provision the entire device over the internet. Going back to what we first talked about, getting that cloud management gateway set up is critical because you want all of that to come, all the apps, for example, that are coming down that first time out of those PCs that come over the internet and not through your VPN. The second way that a lot of organizations are doing this is that they're having the PC shipped into a like to a, to a warehouse, and then they're going through a white glove treatment where you know all the standard applications somebody takes it out of the box, gets a provision, then it ships off to the user, and the user authenticates, and just then the personalized apps come down, you know, based upon the user's identity. But again, getting that cloud management gateway set up so that all those apps come from the from the internet, not over the view. VPN is important. The VDI has been super interesting. You know, we've we've talked about the fact that we've seen just massive growth in Windows Virtual Desktop, and it's you know it's beyond all, the use of all of our services are beyond anything that any of us could have projected. Mm-hmm. WVD Windows Virtual Desktop has been super interesting. You know, we have organizations calling us saying, "I need to provision thirty thousand VDI sessions, and I want to do it as fast as we can do it." You know, organizations that are provisioning five, eight, ten thousand in, in in one to two weeks. And that, I think, is just the beauty of doing this in the cloud. You don't have to go find capacity. You don't have to do the gymnastics, if you will, to try to free up existing capacity in the data center. You just rely upon the scale of Azure, and you can go up and you can provision these Windows virtual desktops 
you know, with the, with 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 uh, with a few clicks of the mouse. Yeah, I can't imagine what the if we didn't have the cloud, I couldn't imagine the logistical nightmare that IT admins would be going through right now. Just literally trying to lay their hands on the tin to provision for thin clients, it would be impossible, and they would be completely straining straining at the seams. Instead. They've given that work to Microsoft, and we can build a solid, solid supply chain that allows us to be able to work within those constraints. It's kind of an amazing thing um, that you can only yeah, get from the cloud. And, 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 you know, in addition to the supply chain, you, you know, we can basically shape and move, um, you know, load around. And so, for yeah. example, if we see one particular data center on the east coast of the United States getting overloaded, we can actually just shift capacity into another one of the data centers on the east side, um, you know, or ship it down into something in the south you know of course understanding what the latency is you know but it's when you have the kind of scale and that presence that we have globally it allows us to have a view that that doesn't exist you know for just a standard organization because we have so much capacity coming in that we can make sure that we're, we're, we're making capacity available you know that that made me think of one other thing um is you know there's been three customers i've spoken to this week and in in these three what was what was common about them in all three scenarios, I've been working with him for you know a couple of years about how we help him move to Office 365 and Microsoft 365. And you know, Office 365 would be the first major cloud service that these organizations had moved to. You can kind of get an idea of probably what vertical, you know, or what, what industry these are in. And and they've been as the CIO's been having these conversations about, hey, we want to move to Office 365. Because it's the first cloud service, you have the what I call the antibodies that kind of come out and say, well, hey, is it secure? Can we do that? Um, and so there's just been all kinds of hurdles to overcome. All three of these conversations that I had, they said, we can't get there fast enough now. We yeah. have seen why the importance of having this capacity and that agility up in the cloud is so important. So we want to have everything move to Office 365. And now it's gone from, well, let's take our time and let's be thoughtful about it to, why are you not there today? Can you get yeah. there tomorrow? And so we've just seen this massive, massive shift. And I think that's good because... Really, at the end of the day, if you've got your, your office running up in the cloud, you're actually more secure than if it's running in your own data centers because of the global view that we have. And that probably takes me to the last thing I think we should talk about today, which is what are we seeing in terms of security concerns and mm -hmm. what are we actually seeing in terms of security attacks as you know that's being caused by the work from home and COVID? So I'm curious what you're seeing. Uh, you know, I think this is a. I think the effect on the way that customers have had to deal with this has been kind of fascinating. Um, what I saw initially was just get it done. Like we've just got to get people working from home. Now the conversation is definitely changed to, okay, how do we how do we make sure that this thing is secure? And I think that that's coming about because there are active exploits out there where we know that people are trying to attack. Um, other organizations because they know that there's got to be some openness. I, I saw a, um, a really interesting piece just yesterday, actually, of a, a piece of war dialing software um, that's being created to try and find some open endpoints. It's, it's fascinating. You know, I heard I had a leader one time uh, make, make a comment of let no crisis go, um, so what was the word, let no crisis go on uh, um, challenge or that's, that's not the tone of it it was let, let let's let no good crisis go without seeing a benefit of it the attackers yeah. are definitely seeing that um what we have seen and we have a heat map that shows us what's kind of going on around the world and there's no doubt that the attackers are using 
uh, the virus and COVID-19 as an opportunity. Oh, yeah. And so we see very, very specific and targeted phishing attacks that are all related to COVID-19 and well-engineered, well-thought, and, and it's all about getting you know users to click on things and just given the fear and the anxiety of what is happening around us, you know, the click-through on these is higher than what we've seen in other kinds of things. And so, you know, everybody should just be aware. They probably have assumed this, but they may not have known it. But the number of attacks and the sophistication of the attacks that are now being leveled, basically playing on people's fear of COVID-19 is very, very real and it's accelerating. And that's why, you know, it's so important to get conditional access set up. You know, mm -hmm. with conditional access for Microsoft 365, we can ensure that only trusted users on trusted devices are accessing your, you know, your data and your apps, whether that's on-prem, whether that's Office 365, whether that's any other SaaS app. You know, when you enable MFA, MFA, with MFA enabled, you decrease your likelihood of being compromised by more than 99.9%. Yeah. But you want an intelligent MFA. You want that intelligent MFA that comes up when there's a reason to challenge the user. You know, um, as we roll a lot of this stuff out at Microsoft and we roll it out early, if we ever make any kind of a change where the users are being challenged with an MFA challenge more often than they should, boy, there's frustration because it just kind of gets in the way. And so our MFA is so deeply integrated with our conditional access, and you only get that challenge coming up if we think that there is a reason that there is something suspicious. We just want to validate that it is who you are, or we see that there's something on the device that needs to be challenged. And so the, the one, and, we, and we've seen a spike in, in conditional access being enabled, but that is one of the most important things I would encourage everybody here to think about is look at your, your policies. You know, if you've got EMS deployed, if you don't have, have it deployed, you should get it deployed. But turn on conditional access it is very unique because of the view that we have on identity trust coupled with the, the, the view that we have on device trust and device configuration. We're managing more devices than anybody on the planet. That combination is, is what our conditional access is based on, and it is critical. Yeah, it really, really, truly is. Brad, I think we should give the viewers um, some of our best resources so that we can help them to get set up, get deployed. Um, so I'm just going to share my screen and then we'll run through a few of those resources and just hit some points in there as well. Yeah, and just emphasize what Simon said. We've been busy trying to publish as much specific and prescriptive guidance as we can. And the direction I've given out to the team is, you know, be specific. If there's a weakness or a challenge, call it out. But what we want to do here is show you a number of these key blogs that you should be looking at. Um, because, you know, we're trying to help you understand what you need to do to enable your users securely to collaborate and work. Yeah. So we have actually created inside of Microsoft a, a landing page for um, COVID-19. Um, there, we've pulled together a lot of our resources, help you to understand what Microsoft is doing inside of our COVID-19 response, um, how you can get access to all of the resources from Microsoft to help your customers to be able to work from home. Um, we've really kind of pulled it all together um, in one central hub, including resources for educators and families, um, making sure that everyone's got access to um, the best technical support information that's possible. We've also, inside of our technical communities, pulled together kind of similar content around enabling remote work. So from within here, you can see some of the, the most recent posts from the various different groups within inside of Microsoft that are working on um, different levels of solutions to enable um, work from home type scenarios during this time. 
you can see those things, you can comment, you can ask questions all within the technical community. Same has been done for business continuity and disaster recovery, getting all that information into one simple central location on our community sites. Um, within our own group, um, we've been blogging about what is possible with Microsoft Endpoint Manager. Uh, we've got three blog posts um, on the Endpoint Manager blog, which are our anchors for where you can find the information around how you get set up um, with things like co-management, um, what co-management is going to do for you, how it's going to enable you to be able to manage those devices wherever they go. Um, it's going to explain how you can go into lots and lots of steps and depth um, all through those three blog articles. It's actually a three-part series. Um, part two takes you down into a little bit more around uh, provisioning with autopilot. Again, lots and lots of depth in the links that are inside of these posts um, to take you through some of the things that Brad and I have talked about over the course of the past few minutes. Um, definitely goes into lots of detail on data protection on iOS, Android, Mac OS, and on Windows. Um, we specifically spend some time talking about how you get up and running with Cloud Management Gateway. And in fact, um, we have this amazing article from one of our program managers in the Configman team, uh, Rob York. He's written up an article on um, exactly what you need to do in order to be able to um, pull together Cloud Management Gateway and get it up and running for your users. And then the final thing, all of these articles, they all link through to Fast Track. And Brad, you're probably the best person to explain what Fast Track does for us. Yeah, Fast Track, this wonderful program where you have engineers that are in the engineering team that are here to help you get deployed and configured. And so you can go, go to the Fast Track site here that your assignment is showing. You can make a request for resources, a request for help. Then you literally have somebody from the engineering team call you. We can help you get co-management set up. We can help you get the cloud management gateway set up. We can help you get teams deployed. And so these are, you know, these are resources that literally sit in the engineering team and their sole focus is to just help organizations get deployed and using what they've purchased from us. It applies to customers of all sizes. It's a, it's a, it's a fantastic resource to use. Now, I just want to just emphasize a little even, even firmer what's, what Simon was just showing you about that cloud management gateway. Um, the, the past Tuesday in April is not going to be small. And you want to have that, you want to have that content offloaded off of your VPN or your users will see it. And so you've got, you know, you've got enough time to get this set up. It's proven, it's reliable. You know, there are there are there are millions of devices that are being managed this way. Like I mentioned, there's been a 300 percent growth in the number of customers who have set up the cloud management gateway in just the last two weeks. It's it's low risk. It's proven, it's secure, it's scalable. It will have a huge impact on your ability to get your systems patched fast. At the same time, not, not taking the bandwidth that is so precious right now as you have so many people working from uh, remotely. So if there was one thing I, that, that I hope you take away from this is go get that configured. That's probably the, the most important thing for you to do in the next seven to 10 days. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. We, and we're, we're here to help customers get set up with Cloud Management Gateway as well. Um, inside of their environments, they can they can kind of fast track. Uh, we can help them to get set up, and our, our biggest customers um, are going to get some some specialist assistance there, assistance there as well. Brad, thank you very much for joining me uh, from home for this one. This is this is different. I think we're probably going to end up doing the next couple of shows like this. Um, there's a little bit of glitches around around bandwidth, but I kind of like it. You know, there's going to be a new normal in how we work. Um, 
I think the amount of business travel is going to slow down are going to be smaller. Meetings are going to be more important like this. You know, Microsoft has announced that all of our events are going to go online for calendar year 20. Um, and so there's just going to be a, a new norm. So I think this is going to be a lot of, of what we're going to be doing. Now, maybe we'll end on something fun and something kind of like, you know, uh, mm -hmm. positive here because there's just so much anxiety going around on us. Um, uh, this week, I got my first uh, duo wow. delivered to me. Life-changing. Life-changing is about the only way to describe it. You know, you have these two screens on this device, and it's amazing what you can do on this device when you have the two screens. I compare it, you know, to what I've historically been able to do on my phone, and I can get so much more done, and I'm so much more productive with it. Uh, it, it, it is a life-changing device, and wow, I am so impressed with what, the, with what the team has built on this. And I say the team, it's all of Microsoft 365 because it comes through Windows, through all the office management, security. Um, I can't wait to get this into the hands of a, of a punchy. It's, it's, it's really, it's cool, but it's very effective and productive. You know, it's been a couple of days since I've been and checked my mailbox, so I think I'll I'll take a walk right now after we've done the show and check and see if there's one waiting for me in, inside of my mailbox. I think there's probably a little bit more security around these things than going through the mail. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. Oh, well. <laughs> okay, Brad, it was great talking Bye. to you. Um, we'll see you well. next time. Yeah, and I just would say to everybody, hey, be safe, be well, take care of the people around you. Uh, these are different times than what we've ever seen. Um you know, but just know that Microsoft is working hard. The whole company is working hard to make sure that we meet our uh, obligations and our SLAs with you. Take care.